Tonight on Sidetracked, we discuss the Burville three-day event, engines with no cams, and Nathan Drob forgets Big Hig. Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, your exorcism specialist. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome back. Another exciting episode of Sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. But change up. It's Armstead and Cross again. Yeah, dynamic duo back at it. Uh, Big words, Posh is uh, unavailable tonight, last minute cancellation. So thank you, Carl, for coming in to join us. As always, we got Mr. Nick Meyer behind the keypad and uh, soundboard and making us all sound funny. But I like like to think when big words can be here, I step in to be uh, intermediate words. Average conversation. Sure, Sure, yeah. You know what, since I, I, Big Words isn't here, let's fire off his thing, because he gave us a really lame excuse for not being here. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Yep, and that's pretty much how the excuse went that he gave us. So More or less. Well, hopefully uh, he gets some might all in him and he feels better in the morning. I did stop by and drop some off to him on the way here. You did? Thank yes. you. Cool. I know he asked me if I could run some Tampax up to him. I go, listen, you work in a... You know, a department store. They got them just down the aisle. You can go walk and get them yourself. So, is what it is. So, wow. It's been two weeks since we've been on air. Other than our awesome live stream that we rocked out. Nick, great job on that, man. You really, really blew us away with that one. Thank you, sir. But, uh, so, you get to hear our voices for the next 90 minutes or so, however long we decide, before we get completely annihilated and say, hey, we're going to call it a night or go to the local strip club known as Bisco's. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit closer to me than you. Right? That's technically my way home. Hey, you got your passport with you? I do. You got your enhanced. I do. All right, and that's it for the show. (laughs) We're going to Sarnia. That was wonderful. Bravo! (laughs) (laughs) So, once again, Carl comes on. Big Words isn't here. So we have... Steak. Amazing steak and sweet corn on the cob, fresh from the field. So... So once again, he misses out. You know, last time he was here, I think he had a couple McDonald's burgers and called it good. You know, if he'd show up earlier, he could get the good meals. Big words, eat your heart out. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what we did. Right? So not a lot in the news, so to speak, on what's going on. Wait, we got to fire off the news. I keep forgetting. We got the awesome jingle. Ready, ready? It all feels so real now. You know, I need this for my ringtone. I really do. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Thank you. I'll start answering my phone. Like, Coming to you live. <laughs> From the newest septic field. 
Oh, God. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of that lately, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. I got to uh, fly in the sky today. I know. Saw an OSHA-approved culvert <laughs> installation. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, we'll leave that just in case OSHA's listening. We're going to leave that story out. Don't worry. They are not on the paid <laughs> listener list, so we should be good. I don't even know an OSHA employee. You know, <laughs> you really should have seen my snap from a few weeks back. Uh, it involved a scissor lift and a forklift. That's really all you need to know. I know where that's going. <laughs> <laughs> and not in the combination you might think. <laughs> Ooh. That takes talent. So I guess we do have some news we need to cover. We need to recap the Burville three-day event. Ah, yes. You know, you I have a, I was there for the dirt drags. Oh, God, great sound, great but sound. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. And I like Beerville. Yes, Beerville, site of the Burville three-day event. That is actually, I think, what we need to rename the Lions Grounds mm. there. It's just Beerville. I could change the name of the Facebook page. Do, do they have Ooh. a beer tent? Uh, no, yeah. well, no. It's, it's a pavilion. It's pavilion. a full pavilion. I, I feel like that needs to have a sign that says <laughs> Beerville. Right. You know what? I'm on it. It'll happen. But yeah. yes, we do have yeah, a Yeah, no, they don't do a beer tent. No, they've got a pavilion. Yes. That basically the only time it gets used is a three-day event. And it's, it's uh, what? 120 by what? By 40? 48. Just measured it because we're going to refinish the cement. Oh, cool. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's a dedicated building that's there solely for one weekend of beer drinking. Yeah, and that's all it is. And as always, it was packed in there. Guys were hanging out good, and music was good. Thanks. I don't know who our DJ was. I don't either. He was kind of a last. But you know what? Fire. I got. I I got to find out. We got to find out uh, from Rob Christian who exactly it was because we definitely owe them a shout out on the show. Oh, last minute right call in, and uh, they said, "Hey, we'll have somebody there in an hour." Sure enough, an hour, the guy was going around asking requests, what do you want to hear? He had people dancing, having a good time, so, oh, man, I need more beer. Oh, but uh, no, great, great event, successful tractor pull. Got to give a shout out to Lowry Brothers Sled Rentals. They came up, not seen any of our class before, and did a really great job put helping us put on the show, and I do believe we did... Uh, a much better event than we did last year. Is that correct, Kyle? Yeah, things definitely went smoother. And uh, despite the fact that this year, because we were a, uh, we were going up you know, alongside another TTPA event, they were running in Minden, and we were sharing classes. So this year we manned our own event, all of Lions Club member and actually a couple volunteers. Yeah. You know, from weighing in and registering and hooking, unhooking flagmen, everything was solely Lions members and volunteers. And actually, yeah, we, we had a very smooth show this year. And you know what? I got a name off the people that helped me out for the poll. You know, Michelle uh, Kane, or Eifert, that's what she's going by now. Uh, Becky Drob and their two, her two daughters. Um, John Chapman on the scales for us. Johnny! Right? We had uh, Kurt Miller. Uh, who else? We Derek had, Fields. Derek Fields. Matt Shimalewski. Yep. Shimalewski. Uh, John Drury on the hook for us some. Um, Ken, uh, Kenny is always on the yep. greater tractor for us this year. Mr. Ken Peslowski. Yeah. And uh, 
Randy Apollo, he was driving yeah. my 8,000 around quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, he looked quite, you know what? He f- looks like he fits perfect on that yeah. tractor. He had the look and everything <laughs> down that. So they're cruising. I, and I, I was very impressed because uh, that packer goes on a clevis into the, you know, into the hitch of the tractor. So I never heard a jerk. Nope, he never jerked that packer one time. I was very proud of him. Uh, now that you mentioned it, I'm thinking about, yeah, never heard never a jerk on it. that packer. So that's that takes some skill. He wasn't beating on the equipment. They did a great job keeping that track great shape the entire night your dad and you did an awesome job building that track that thing was taking some power thank you and uh i got to put a hand out to the kaspersky farm just yep. a couple hundred feet down the road from the lions club they came out brought a couple of tractors out they ripped it open and then uh we had our uh ford tw30 out there with a chisel plow kind of put the water down kept working it and uh i think that's the key to the success of our track is you know we don't just work up six inches we're working a foot or even 18 inches down and uh, i keep putting that water to it and pounding it down not just the surface that moisture is deep yeah it stayed an even playing field all night even after the sun went down the moisture as it was working back up it was just a perfect amount you know the track really didn't change too much no so no it was an awesome event um hold on now did we leave out uh the man of the hour mr nathan drop Oh, I figured we'd talk about him later. Uh, well, we got to give a big shout-out to Nate. Uh, it, for those of you who don't follow Burvell Lions, which I'm sure most of you don't, uh, <laughs> the very first year I, I stepped up to take over the show, you know, and I, and I started putting the word out that I was going to bring tractor pulls back. They'd been gone for eight years. Uh, Nathan reached out to me instantly. He said, you're doing it. I want to be there. I want to help. He joined the club the next, you know, well, he had to go to a few meetings, but he joined the club and... Thank God he did. I mean, he's been the right-hand man, and then now you've come on board, and you're my left-hand man, I guess, or however you want to. I don't know however you want to do that thing. but I, I don't know, I guess. It, it was kind of funny walking in, all the guys I've been going to meetings <laughs> with, and they all go, no, you're the boss today. It's like, yeah. no, no, this is Carl's the boss. <laughs> I'm just here. No, you're in charge of the trash pole. Okay, fine. We Everybody rocked anything out. Nobody said no to helping out. You know, that was the best part is, I never had to fight to find anything. Everybody was right there. We had everything ready to go. We had started on time. Yeah. So, you know. And, and one more shout out there to uh, Nathan's uh, wife, Becky, and their yes. two daughters. They ran registration and they did well, a hell of along a job. with Michelle Eifert, yeah. who uh, came along with me, my right hand girl. Yeah. On uh, just about all the polls I help promote, she's right there side by side with me. Uh, kind of definitely a sister to me um sister to uh charles's girlfriend so yeah. if you haven't realized pulling is uh very inbred yes very inbred <laughs> <laughs> but no they did a great job uh tried to make stuff as seamless as i could for them and i never once heard a gripe from them that they had any issues so that's always a good thing when the pullers are happy, the registration people are happy, and everything starts off without a hitch. So, and actually, Andrew, from uh, your organization and approach to being in charge of the pulls, me and uh, me and Nathan are going to change our approach to how we register and run our mud bogs on Sunday. So, thank you for that. Oh, good. Yeah, that Learned was a little bit from you. That was something that came from um, Mr. Mark Osborne. Uh, I can't remember which club he brought in from, whether it was Michigan Tractor Pullers or the you know one of them groups he brought that to me when i went solo last year smith's creek as far as the lineup sheet you know you just mark off what classes you're running and i go you know what that's great and i took that and now i've implemented it just about every poll i do and it works out so much easier because not everybody swamp and scream for another number that you the first thing you do is you get hand a slip of paper and you pen and you mark it off 
what class you're running, all your information, and now all they have to do is write it down and pull your number. It works out good, and I'm glad to hear we're going to implement it with other stuff. Dirt drags, great turnout. For sure. Um, actually, I can't even remember the final count off the top of my head, but I know both the street legal and our street hot class, I believe there was 10 or more entrants in each class. I know. I think we had 20 trucks total. Yeah. So it was pretty even spread, and uh, congrats to all the winners there. I mean, Joe Gucci hey, did awesome, and uh, Ryan Daniels, it was a full HSP weekend as far as the dirt drags. And that was very appropriate. HSP was the head sponsor of our dirt drags and they came out on top in both in both street legal and street stock and street hot. Yeah, no, it was uh, great. So I that's where I had to leave the program. I had to get up to Minden City and announce how would everything go? The figure eight bump and run. The we had so much action packed into Saturday. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Actually, uh uh, we changed things around this year, which I'm sure you know. Uh, we moved a lot of things around this year with the tractor pulls moving on to Friday night, really changed up the layout of our weekend. And uh, we ended up jamming five events into Saturday. So we started off at noon with our drags. Those went until about three. And uh, we were running competition drags as far as timed for, yep. you know, timed finish places. That ran for about an hour and a half. And then the last hour and a half of the show was kind of just uh, heads up, go back in the pits, find your buddy. And you guys lined up and you raced. We had mega trucks. Yeah, we actually right. had a yeah a big big shout out to AJ Gonzi there and his uh, his crew of mega trucks he brought out with him. They put on a hell of a show and uh, you know at the end of all the dirt drags uh, we had about an hour of time to fill while I set up the bump and run track and they went out on the cement pad and they were tug of warring and ripping around on the track and and I really do appreciate those guys coming out and uh, if you were there you know what you saw and if you weren't you missed out because those guys they just come put a hell of a show on every year. Yeah, it was kind of bittersweet for me having to leave. I wanted to be there all Saturday, but. I had to go up and uh, take care of the second session of Minden along with Charles. and Oh, to shoot back, to shoot back to Friday night to the polls. Uh, if you guys weren't there, just here's a little bit of what you guys missed. Uh, Greg Deverite brought out his mega truck, yeah. which is a Cummins-powered Ram yep. truck, and that's uh, he actually hooked up to the sled, and he made a pass, and it was... It was a beautiful pass. I mean, if you didn't, if the thing wasn't sitting on 48 inch tractor tires, you would have thought it was a pickup. He come up out of the hole. I think uh, he hit almost 20 mile an hour, went 290 some feet. Yeah, no, he had a great pass. I'm glad we figured out a way to get him hooked up. Yeah, it was thanks actually, to your ingenuity. Yeah. That was uh, something else, but no, it worked out well. Yeah, actually, uh, he told me he actually did have a fueling issue there at the end. He couldn't shut the truck down and. Uh, he was actually just stomping on the brakes there at 290. The sled brought him to a stop, and he was stomping on the brakes because he's got, you know, uh, drive shaft brakes on there, not independent brakes at the tire. But Yeah, so they're top-loader Rockwells, so yep, everything's right on the drive. He's got sparks flying off the discs as he's trying to shut her down. It was quite a show. But uh, thank God I broke my differential that night because uh, it kind of freed me up for the rest of the show, and uh, we figured out how we were going to get him hooked to the sled. And then, uh, I'm real glad I did. And I think next year, if we can get Greg and a couple more guys to come out and try it, we're going to add that class. We're going to have a mega truck class. Yeah, I know it's been tried before, and uh, unfortunately it was out at an event that just was really poorly mismanaged, and it's very upsetting for me for that one. So the pull had a long history. And unfortunately, the fair board with their decisions and how they've managed the grounds even um, just really has ruined the looks of that fairgrounds and then the mismanagement as far as the polls concerned. They didn't do it this year, but I know they've done it in years prior, but really haven't gotten a good reception to it. But I think we, as far as the Burville Lions are concerned, we really can put more forward just because we do have a long history. For and sure. we've got 
a good reputation out there for, for what sure. we're going to deliver as far as show quality and payouts to the bowlers. That was a big thing, you know. It's making sure the money is there to justify having the guys there. And uh, we even did it well under budget from previous last year's previous budget. So that, that's always good, you know, yeah. just be able to say, hey, we did it cheaper. So Yeah, and uh, and I think we did a better show, We and we spent less money, which at the end of the day means more money that we as a club, we get to generate right back, put it right back into the community through uh, scholarships and, and uh, helping out people in times of need. Charitable donations. I mean, and that's just it. I mean, you're, we're talking about the money being made and that, but... The Lions Club is how it was put to me when I joined is we're a charity that takes in money just to give it back away. There is no, especially There's on the no, local level, no. nothing is, nobody's making any money on this. It's all volunteer and 100% goes back out to the community. No, I had uh, seven pieces of machinery up there. And the only thing I get in return for that is the fuel that it took to run them. And I get nothing for my time, nothing for my machines being there, but that's why I do it. And it ain't about me. It ain't about you know, I do it just for that show to live on. It's fun. And it helps the club. You and I have grown up at the Burville three-day event, yep. sitting there roasting for the national tractor poles back yep. in the day. You know, and it's kind of cool that we are the ones taking it over now. The pole we kind of sat there and watched in awe, or you've been involved with yeah. your entire life. But me always sitting on the sidelines, it's great to be involved out there yeah. now. So, uh, Short, quick history on that is uh, some of my first memories are. And I think first time I came on the show, I told you, my, my first pulling memories are watching my dad go down the track at Burvell. And, you know, and by the time I was eight, I was out there picking the rocks off while they were working ground. And I was throwing rocks off the track. By the time I was 14, I was putting the water down. And, uh, you know, I always thought, because growing up, my dad ran the show, and I said, you know, one day I'm going to run that show. And uh, it just happened to, it just happened to happen that uh, I was helping out. I was kind of the uh, third in charge of the show, and the top two guys kind of resigned, and the whole club looked at me and said, hey, somebody's got to keep this show going. So at the ripe old age of 23, I had to step up and take the show over. I never thought it would happen that soon, but uh, I'm glad it did. And and because of that now, I've got a group of young guys who are my age, you know, right around my age, and Nathan Drob and, and uh, the Lions yeah, Club, our, which is... our father, so to speak, of the group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Lions Club is definitely an older group, and now because of, I think, uh, me being kind of thrown into running it and people seeing that I need that help, now the, the club's grown, and we're getting younger members again, and it's a beautiful thing. I think the three-day event will be around for a long time to come. Absolutely. That's how you and I met, actually. Or first got talking was yeah. when you wanted to bring the polls back, and... I go, listen, this is what I've done as far as, you know, promoting already. And I, you were 23, I was 24. And I go, listen, this is what I've been doing. You know, this is going to be the most bang for your buck. And uh, lo and behold, now you're sitting on my sh- on our show that, <laughs> and you're, you're a major part of it. And it's kind of a great thing that's happened. So this, enough on the three day. I, I do think, I do think you guys here doing your sidetrack, this is the, this is the up and coming, the next generation of pulling what we're doing here, I, and I do believe that. And it, well, I say we because I have no. You're here. a big part of it. I've you, been Nathan, on here a, and... a few times, but you and Charles, the way you guys, you guys are promoting shows, and and you're just you're putting it together. You are finding a way to present pulling to the masses, and I think that's one thing pulling has lacked. I mean, it's had its airtime on national television, but it needs that connection. You got absolutely. You got to put it to people in a format that they understand and with and and as you guys as a face of it as the announcers and now with your podcast 
you're giving polling in at least in our area a face and it's a likable face well i appreciate it i didn't I mean, say it was good looking <laughs> god i'd have to kick you off the show for that just for anyways um, blatant lies <laughs> but no i mean we got you and nathan involved because we you we know you guys are are right there with what we want to do with it and just carrying on the sport so thank you guys for coming on when we need somebody to spare us you know uh, Nathan was on when I was off here a few weeks ago, and I know he's ripping on me, but don't worry, yeah. Drive, it's coming back. So, <laughs> oh, he nothing. might be getting a phone call in a little bit. <laughs> uh, as far as the news, not much going on locally. As far as events this year, Canada, they are pulling an Embro on I'm Embro Ontario on Friday. Um, do believe it is another co-sanctioned event with OTTPA and Southwestern Ontario. Um, just got done with Dresden this past weekend. Great show out there, as always. I was quite upset I didn't make it. Yeah, I was bummed. That was the first poll I went to for Southwest, and you weren't there. Yeah. And you were the one who introduced me and see how you are. But, no, great time. And got to announce with Patrick Sanders over there. Always a good time announcing with Patrick and getting some ribbon going back and forth. But, uh, so they're uh, this Friday up in Embro. And then Thumb Tractor Pullers this Friday is in... Uh, Fowlerville, just southeast of Lansing, right off of 96, so I will be there. Charles is headed down to Georgia to visit Tanya again, so I'll be flying solo for that one, but... You can handle it. Oh, I know. Saturday, uh, where was I Saturday? Oh, yeah, I went all the way up to Standish. Mm -hmm. That was a fun, 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 fun pull. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sensing a hint of sarcasm. A lot of sarcasm. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Great time up there, great people, but... It's hard to mix antiques in with high horsepower truck classes, and when when you do that, it's easiest to just run all the old classes first and then finish with the high horsepower. But they broke up the monotony jumping around, and it it was a good event. But it's get uh, three a.m. get home, go to bed times are getting old. Yeah, and and that's the. Are you sure you're not getting old? I know I'm getting old. Oh, we're not that old, but. Uh... <laughs> You know when you're when you're changing from high horse to, let in all honesty here, extremely low horse as far as, you know, a normal horsepower number is. Antique farm tractors are are pretty low on the list, but uh, when you're going back and forth like that, that's a lot of sled changes. It's it's a lot of downtime in the show. In all honesty. Yeah, and it, don't get me wrong. Good good venue. There's some improvements I'd like to see made, but no, overall it was a fun time up there. But uh, then uh, Sunday was a big one for Charles and I. Uh, got our first crack at the NTPA announcing. Congratulations. I uh, was down Adrian for the Wolverine state level hook for NTPA. And uh, I'll tell you what, I cannot say enough good between the Lenaway County Fair and uh, the Wolverine Tractor Pulling Association. Their people, we walked in and it was, hey, how's it going? Good. What do you guys, you know, we're just saying, what do you guys need from us? They go, no, no. What do you need from us? It's like, well, hold, no, I'm here to work for you, but it's just awesome time. Any God, part, it was any awesome. Any partnership will flourish when both are just trying to help each other out. Absolutely, and it was great time, very accommodating. I think everybody was happy. Nobody yelled at us. Everybody seemed happy about it. So, no, that was a good time down there. And then uh, yesterday, no, not yesterday, Monday seems like yesterday days are blending together got my first shot at a michigan truck and tractor pullers the west side organization state level organization for now who hooked you up with that one 
Uh, Jared Glover called me up. Ah, nice job. Yep. Uh, actually, I know the club president, Tom Eisenhart, quite well. He pulls uh, a National Antique and is building a light limited super stock. So got to know. I know Tom pretty well and uh, Tony Bauman over there and Jared and Trevor Bechtel. And uh, no, it was fun going over there and announced with them at Mount Pleasant. Uh, about as close to dead center in the, uh, in the lower peninsula as you can get is right there in Mount Pleasant. So it was a good time. Great track at the beautiful Isabella County Fairgrounds. Uh, big, big horse track up there. So uh, that was cool. Now I got a break till Friday. Um, I don't have any news off the top of my head right now. Uh, my truck is broken currently. That's not new news. That's news. Oh, wait, yeah. It's a new news. Yeah. There hasn't been a show yet since it happened, so it's new news. <laughs> my truck's broken. Seems like just a few weeks ago we got it back together. Yeah, and then uh, it all fell apart again. So <laughs> just, just in time when the warranty returns on the first locker, the second one's on its way out. So uh, we'll see what happens there. I think it's time for a spool. I, I'm telling you, you don't street drive it. Just spool it. Be done with it. Tie them in. Make them work. It does, it does street drive, but when it does, it's on tires to burn, so I really don't care. Exactly. So, next up on the process is one uh, I really don't want to do this week. And that's the obituaries. We do have a few. And uh, first one off the get is uh, Mr. Bauer Sr., um, Vaughn Bauer. I do believe it's his first name. I can't. I'm drawing a blank right now. But the mastermind, mastermind behind uh, Bauer implements and the Bauer pulling sleds that we're all familiar with uh, passed away. Uh, be a week ago or a week ago this coming Friday. Um, kind of, uh, kind of a tough one to see go. But uh, he's definitely going to be best big influence in the sport of pulling. Has pulled himself, and of course biggest sled builder out there currently correct so uh that one definitely hurts another one um coming out of the state of new york hans boxler uh pulled the special for years um killed uh rather suddenly in a animal accident got crushed by uh I do believe a horse it was very big on training team horses and that and uh hans passed away another longtime legend in the sport so he'll be missed and then of course, the last one is one that comes local, and uh, gentlemen, I never got too familiar with. I do recognize the face and know the name, but uh, Kurt Wendland passed away suddenly uh, just uh, earlier this week, uh, 45 years old. I was told he also pulled uh, Six Farm Thumb, and I do remember him. I do believe he pulled a few times the Eastern Michigan when I was young, because I know I recognize the face. So, uh, definitely a sudden one there. So, as always, when we... Uh, talk about you know get done the segment if you got an obituary anniversary birthday you want us to cover emails ap at sidetrackpulling.com sidetracked with armstead and post on facebook shoot us an email and uh we'll make sure everybody gets their due time we're a family and uh, we need to make sure we uh, highlight family because losing one member always hurts no matter how close they were to you so birthdays you ready for birthdays carl have you been adding pullers left and right i think so one uh, we didn't we missed last week, and I know there's a few we didn't get to. Uh, have to hit this one. Mr. Brian Lively turned 43, 
So happy birthday, Brian, the editor of Pro Pulling Magazine and the hook, a uh, longtime friend of Charles and I, and a uh, very, very close friend. And uh, happy birthday, Brian. You mean a lot to us, and I uh, hope everything was great for your birthday. Another one coming up. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday, so since we're behind, day behind, Josh Mobley, uh, big name in the diesel world. So happy birthday to him. I've got one, but uh, since you didn't do a show last week, it's actually it's from yesterday. Okay. And that would be Miss the new Amy Tazowski. Yeah, I saw that. I don't have her on Facebook, but yeah. happy birthday, Amy. Yep, happy birthday, Amy. Um, another one from the Thumb Tractor Pulling Circuit. We know this guy. He's a good friend of ours, and uh, but uh, Tim Gra- Gabrielson. Uh, you'll see him at the polls uh, helping Jim Storm out in that, and yeah, it's his birthday uh well, it'll be today, Thursday. Yeah, and also... I see two on here, and I don't know if we can talk about either one of these guys. Well, I've got one I don't think you have. Okay, you do. I I know we can't t- tell any stories about the one guy. No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just saw Woo. the second one there. I thought we were talking about the first one. No, you know who I'm talking about now. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, first up on the list, uh, Mr. Charlie Capozo. Been on the show with us. Uh, and he gr- did great on the show. Yeah, no, great. Can't wait to have him back in sometime soon. Uh, talks more of the history of polling. He was really good for that show with us. And then the other one. Uh, Former polar, but still important to uh, me and many other people. Well, me too. He's a good guy. Contrary to all the stories and legends out there. <laughs> Mr. Nickel himself. Mr. Steve Nickel. Yep, former 2.8 diesel truck puller with thumb tractor pullers. Another one who is uh, not afraid to travel. Seeing him go all across the place and blow it up everywhere he could because, yeah, he had an I don't give a crap style of driving. And uh, run it till it breaks as long as I win. And you know, and that's that's back when I was in high school before I really had money to buy and build a truck of my own. And I would watch him and it was like, man, that's what I want to do. And, <laughs> Here I am, just blowing my thing up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've kind of adopted that, haven't you? At least mine's drivetrain. That's cheap. But uh, any others for uh, Thursday? Nope. I've got one for Saturday, unless you got one in between here or there. I got nothing till Monday. Uh, Ryan Herks, uh, guy I met down in uh, Gordyville, puller out of Oklahoma, pulls Oliver's antique, uh, turning thirty-one. God, you're old, Ryan. And uh, doubt he listens anyways, so that's beside the point. But happy birthday to him. I got another one for Saturday. Legendary announcer in his own right. You hear him down in Louisville every year. Turning 66, Mr. Dave Bennett. Uh, the voice outlaw tractor pullers, like I said, hear him. Uh, several indoor events. Uh, I can listen to his voice just announce every day. He's got that. That Oklahoma sound to him, kind of a almost a rodeo sound to his voice, but at the same time, I guess he's never done a rodeo, so it's kind of a funny deal, but just one of those voices you'll listen to forever, so happy birthday to him. Oh, do you think I should do that top one for Sunday? No. No. Yeah, I better, otherwise I'm going to get castrated. <laughs> <laughs> I know better than to say the age, though, on that one. That's why I said you shouldn't do it at all. That co-inhabitant of my residence is t- 
turning <clears throat> on Sunday. A year older. Yes, a year there older. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> What's that make her? 28? Yeah. Give or take a day or two. <laughs> we'll, we'll just call it the... 22? Uh, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I think she's 19. 19, they, that's it. At least 21, guys, so I can take her to the bar. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's turning 22. Yes. For the sixth time. <laughs> <laughs> no, my lovely wife, Stephanie, turning 28, so happy birthday, honey. I know she's already got a whole day planned for her birthday. I guess I agreed to... Take her shopping. I'm surprised you aren't going polling that day. She, There's no polls that no, day. Oh, man. Couldn't get out of it. Wait. Is your, is your wallet screaming yet? Yeah, there was no polls that day. No. So, uh, yeah, yeah, my wallet's about ready to break down crying. Uh, Sunday, I've got another birthday. Ray Griffiths. He's a puller from the West Side of the State Pulling Antique with the National Antique Tractor Pulling Association. Also see him running with uh, Michigan Tractor Pullers. Happy birthday to Ray. Let's see. Now you're on to Monday. I, I think I have the same one as you for Monday. Most likely, that would be the wife of Troy Kosiba, and that is Nikki Kosiba. Yes, we will not say her age, because Nikki will hurt me. Yes, but Nikki does take awesome pictures at every show she goes to. Vi- pictures, video, Everything. Uh, has a page right for a truck diesel truck pulling in Michigan, Keep normally keeping the schedule straight for everybody so they know what events are where and... Uh, Always a great time to hang around with. She's an integral part of the thumb truck pulling. Well, not even so much thumb anymore. No, no it's all across Michigan now. Yeah. They've uh, gone traveling. So Nice job, Nikki. Happy birthday to Nikki. Uh, another one, a uh, long-time pulling family here. And uh, uh, what else can I say about the guy? All right, Whatever that's you it. Want. <laughs> no, great, great guys. Whole family is awesome. Always been friendly to Charles and I, and very supportive of us. Jason Doobie turning thirty-five. Uh, happy birthday to him. Uh, Tuesday, I can't believe we're in August already. Oh Jesus. my God. Uh, Eric Pinnell turning forty-one. And that's it. We're done. All right. Thank Come- God. Can we go back to the news or something? You got more news? I don't know. I just like to. I just like to drop. <laughs> yeah, play the new. Yeah, that's what we need to do at the beginning and the end. We have to do okay. the music now. Yeah. I don't know where he found that music, but it's I a, love it. It makes it feel so real. <laughs> it's the best corniest late '80s, early '90s. Today, sidetracked. Absolutely nothing happened. Yeah, that's about every show anyways. So with that, I think I'm ready for some nicotine and probably need some more beers. We started off with four. We're down to one. So uh, We got to refill that six pack. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, with that, we're going to take a break. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Life Media Tech is your one-stop shop for multimedia, photography, videography, live event productions, and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring Sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. All right, welcome back to Sidetracked with Armstead, Nick Meyer, and Cross. 
Great to have the cross bit back in there. I mean, I'm not going to lie. heavens. What kind of radio show is this? If they haven't figured this out by now, they aren't going to learn. No. Because this is just a horrible waste of your time. I don't know why you're listening. We're just a bunch of bozos with expensive microphones and some little bit of technology. Thanks and, to Nick. Yeah, thanks to Nick for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. So we're here to talk pulling tonight. And our show prep consisted of steak, sweet corn, and beer. Yeah. And a little bit of time playing with the puppy. Yeah. Scout came for a visit. Mm-hmm. That's always a good time. I think we have a new mascot. Yes. All right. We'll I'll take Scout as a mascot. Hey, he can go to polls, too. He's uh, he's actually pit yes. trained. He's yes, pit he is trained. pit trained. Unleashed pit trained. He's a good boy. Oh. Oh, see, I screwed up. I opened my beer before we came back. Yeah, rookie mistake. Yeah, we'll get you through that. I'll learn. Uh, but what do we got planned for tonight? <laughs> is exactly the amount we have planned. Mm. Plans? I'm what confused. Are, what are those? I think we're going to wing it. All right. What do you want to start with? Well, you were telling me you've got something that you picked up off a previous show that you want to talk about. Yes. Actually, a few weeks back uh, when you guys were talking in valve angles and, and, and things like that with nostalgia tractors, and you mentioned um, talking about electronically actuated valves, and, and you had mentioned I showed you a little bit of an article, and I kind of delve into it more hearing you talk about it, and uh, I, I kind of dug up now. Uh, there are a few companies out there, and it's it's called a free valve technology. There's no uh, there's no camshafts, no dr- no chains or nothing, so frees up a lot of uh, momentum, and it, it really unleashes RPMs for the crankshaft since you're not spinning that mass anymore. I'm willing to bet it also uh, frees up horsepower immensely. Oh, immensely, and uh, it actually you can lower emissions and increase your uh, your horsepower potential all at the same time. And uh, you yeah, because you're no longer stuck with what you can get out of a cam blank exactly you're you're no longer stuck to a single uh uh was event you're not stuck yeah. to a, a, a tied opening and closing of your valves and everything at that point becomes variable they've even been talking about multiple uh intake cycles you're opening valves multiple times per Pulsing cylinder it. yes just like an injector now they're talking multiple pulses and uh and a little bit of uh koenigsegg has a sister company called free valve ab and they're developing a technology in a... Who, it, hold on. Whoever thought we'd talk about Koenigsegg on I'm, a polling show? Well, I'm glad I got to bring it to you guys. But, uh, it, uh, it's, they actually, they do have a system right now, and it is called Free Valve. And uh, I don't quite think it's on the market here in America yet, but it is going to be a, uh, a viable technology in the future. So for people looking to try this out, it's going to be available and I see a lot of implications for this in the pulling world. And the only drawback they say is that just like electronically and fire injectors and, and stuff like that, injectors, uh, you have a little bit of trouble at high RPMs. So I don't think this is going to fit in a lot of the, the high horsepower open classes. But when you talk about nostalgia V8 tractors, uh, 10 farm, any, anything with a limited RPM, this is a perfect technology for that. When everybody comes to a deadhead on turbos and everybody seems like they're all stuck at the same horsepower, I think this will be the next step. Go into a free valve technology where you can do whatever you want with your intake and your exhaust valves. Yeah, I mean, you really start looking at it is you're stuck to, like you said, a, a, a series of events. 
And everybody knows, uh, you know, suck, squeeze, suck, bang, yep. bloom, blow, you know. And right now they're all tied. It's always at the same time, no matter what RPM range you're and, and your cam is dialed in for a specific RPM is where you're going to get your peak horsepower and your peak torque. And being able to get away from that cam where you're limited to where that cam set. And now you can go to like variable timing. We're finding with the coil pack setups as opposed to distributor coil setup that most people are familiar with running now modern vehicles are going to a coil pack setup where the parameters are controlled by what's being read by cam positioning sensors crank sensors you know you've got all these parameters being read and computed within milliseconds and figuring out okay hey we're gonna fire at 23 degrees before top dead center here all right, we're going to bump it up 15. We're going to retard it back here. You know, you're able to vary that, which has freed up a lot more power right there because you're able to control your ignition. Now, if you can control your fuel intake, your exhaust patterns at the same time, that just opens up all kinds of new horsepower levels that can be gained. Like you said, just by pulsing a valve, they're finding a lot more power to be found. You know, like you said, just right with the injectors, you know, it used to be an injector popped off. That was it. And then I, you know, I don't know if Duramax was first to do it. That's the first I I know of. I do believe. With pulse width modulated injection. uh, When they came out with the LB7, I do believe. And they had pilot injection and, well, and even, but see, now here's the limit RPM wise is pilot injection shuts off at 2000 RPMs. Once you're over that, they go straight back to just money shot one, one injection. Yeah. But I mean, and what what we're talking about there is that it's actually firing a minute amount of fuel. It's not giving that full shot right off the get. It's pulsing a little bit, getting that fire built, and then it's hitting it with that full shot at the again, correct within milliseconds to get a more complete burn out of it and develop more power. It's five micro shots. And that's just to put some fuel into the mixture as the air is coming into the chamber. And then once you hit uh, prime detonation, then you get your main injection of fuel. And that's what will ignite the cylinder. But since you've had your five micro pulses, you've already got an air fuel mixture before you're giving the main shot. Yeah, so you're getting that complete burn. Things are already unstable in there. So going to create a better burn. Now we can do the same thing with an intake. You can pulse that intake valve kind of creating its own little venturi effect with it that you know let's face it has gone away going to fuel injection that that swirling effect coming in has been worked through with heads and intakes and that but when you can pulse that and get burst air in yep you know you're, you're gonna find more power there too and maybe yeah you fire off three bursts on an intake cycle versus one long drawn out okay in, now in, in uh, yeah Event. Let's flip sides of the spectrum too. Now you can modulate your exhaust valves too. Yeah. So now you can hold compression in that cylinder as opposed to a fixed cam where you have a slow movement of that exhaust valve opening and you're losing compression instantly. You're losing down pressure on that on your piston. Now you can wait until that piston's down and quick open up that valve, let all the gases out, and you're right back up. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, you can vary your cam timing now, so to speak, is yeah, well, you've got no cam, primitive so. <laughs> terms, you know. But vary your cam timing your cam timing throughout that entire RPM band where right now where you know your ignition is advance is changing throughout your RPM band. Now we can do the same thing with the 
cam, kind of what they're doing with variable cam technologies already. But what they're doing with that is actually utilizing hydraulic pressure on the back of the cam and the cam actually walking in and out to vary that cam. Now, okay. But then again, back to the very first point I brought here is Look at the look at the spinning mass you're losing, and how oh, much absolutely. potential energy you're putting now from the crankcase. Now you're putting it right into the trans. You're losing drive. You're losing your timing change. You're losing camshafts. You're losing uh, all of your overhead valve train. So there's all kinds of now momentum and resistance you're losing. So now you've you've more efficiency from your crankshaft. Absolutely. Look at the horsepower gains we saw being made in the automotive industry. From the 80s, where we saw, you know, everything was still a low-centered camshaft mounted in a valley on a V8, utilizing a push rod rocker arm setup to fire your valves, then going to the overhead valve engines, or not overhead valves, but over overhead cam engines, where now that cam is directly firing that valve off itself. There's no longer a mechanical linkage in there. So you've already re- reduced two piece wearable pieces in there and that much weight out of an engine. Now if you can take that cam out, how much more power are we going to find? I do think in the, in the future, I mean, when you see a high-performance engine, it's when they say that it's a, a V block, it's going to be a V. There's, it's going to be a crank. You're going to have your main block. You're going to have your V, and then... On top of either side is just going to be a little block. And all you're going to have is some fuel lines and exhaust coming out. There ain't going to be nothing else. You know, you look at Formula One and uh, cars like uh, the supercars and how quick they rev already just utilizing overhead cam technology. And the reason why they're doing that is they're able to lighten the cranks, lighten the rods, bring that rotating mass as light as they can. But now if you can pull the cams completely out of the mix, now you can spin that motor even harder now because it's, Every ounce of power is going out the, the end of the crank. The crankshaft, the, the the transition of power from crankshaft to trans is now that much more efficient. There's less wear, there's less weight that you're trying to spin. Yeah, and like, you, like we were talking earlier before we got on air is, you know, what could that even do just to the basic 350 Chevrolet? Exactly, and uh, that was one thing that kind of piqued my interest on the last show you guys were talking about is uh, there's one tractor currently on the thumb circuit with an LS1. Yeah, the little green tractor of and, uh, Mark Doobie. And you guys are waiting to see, you know, and, and you were saying it's not really turning any heads right now, but in the future, if you can get that thing dialed in and turn some heads, our LS1 is going to be the future. And I'm saying maybe LS1s are going to come out of nowhere and, and take over the show, but then again... Maybe you're going to start getting these guys with the old 350s and they might try out this free valve. And now they've got all of that unlimited potential. Now they're going electronic. They can take that basic 350 and boom, they might turn an LS1 into nothing. You know, we were talking, Charles and I had a, had a poll, and you know, will we ever see EFI utilized on gasoline motors or alcohol motors? And the easy answer is no. Because the horsepower race can run away so quickly by going to an EFI. Yeah, I'd have to agree. So, that, But there's nothing in the rule books about uh, free valve technology. Nothing yet, because <laughs> it isn't out there, you know. So that's something, you know, who's going to be the first guy to venture in there and how long before they, he gets a slap on the wrist go, no, no you put that bump stick back in there. I'll tip my hat in a little bit. <laughs> so... Hey, I'm glad you did all the research on that because, yeah, that's going to be something cool, something to keep up on. 
And I'm sure we're going to feature that in Red Line that'll be coming out here uh, September. When we get some time, we're going to start knocking off some Red Line shows. I know we're looking at a Friday night playing for that. So uh, kind of going to be a neat series. I hope you can be part of that with us, Carl. Oh, for sure. But it's going to be uh, a uh, unique thing coming to the Polling Radio Network in the fact that it's not every week going to be Charles and Andrew or Andrew and Carl or whatever mix of us. None of the sidetrack crew will blanket it that way. None of the sidetrack crew is going to be doing every show. No, we're going to have Kenny Eggleston come to you with Polecast Live and uh, It's About Men. He's going to be doing some shows uh, behind the holler. Dave Foltz, if he ever gets back to doing a show ever again. So it kind of seems like he's way behind the hauler right now. Oh, God. (laughs) He lost the hauler. It sounds to me like it's a PRN radio mashup here. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah, it's going to be a collective collective, uh, agreement, you know, so to speak, or collective show where you never know who you're going to get week in, week out, but there's always going to be some cool material coming. The Seinfeld episode? Yeah, it's very much, and it's just going to be automotive related. Uh, no polling, probably, just because you know we got polls dedicated to po- shows dedicated to polling. But no, we're going to be talking about all the other motorsports out there because there's a lot of motorsports out there that nothing is being said on. They're not getting broadcast. That's that sounds awesome to me because while I'm a polling guy at heart, just like you and Charles, I do I follow a lot of other motorsports and try to keep up to date, you know, with the technology and stuff going on. Mostly because just like we discussed, I'm I'm always looking for technology and advancements being made in other sports and how can i apply it to polling yeah absolutely so oh, what else we got on the docket today i'm drawing a blank i really don't have anything today because i am ill prepared hey, as always speaking of technologies that might come to polling and uh and then going back to uh, our free valve technology there with how we can lighten up our spinning mass i've heard that uh, a set of titanium rods might be coming to the diesel pickup world Ooh, something to replace the Carrillo rods that yeah. have been the top of line forever. Yes, the only thing I've seen is the the major discussion is is from pictures released is that these have kind of a, uh, like a webbing design to them. They're not, okay. They're not solid. They have hollow points. Kind of like a... Like a bridge truss. Bridge truss, yeah. That's what I was going to say, a exactly. truss design. And, exactly, and uh, the major discussion has been, are these really going to be able to hold up to the strain, you know, the strain of being a connecting rod with that design. And and until someone tries them out, nobody will know. You know, that's something we can talk on that right there is how far the sport is, or engine designs have come. I mean, back in the day, especially in the sport of pulling, because we were never able to, you know, the parts weren't available. No. You had to build everything yourself. So guys were taking Eagle rods or whatever brand rods were out there, or even factory rods and cutting them in pieces and welding them back together and try to get them close to the same weight as they can on each of them. And that's what they run for years. And, yeah, they did have a high failure rate. Yeah. But now with the forged and billet technologies out there, man, horsepower is getting un- unbelievably attainable. Not only that, the prices are coming down on yeah. the stuff. You know, so it'd be cool to see a titanium-style rod or and, and, a different design from the H-beam rods we've been so familiar with for it's, years. It's always a supply and demand thing. So uh, as much as there's a business out there that can say, hey, you know what? I can build you these titanium rods. They're going to cost two grand. But, hey, you know, five years from now, when they're shipping a couple thousand of these titanium rods, they can sell them for 500 bucks now. You know, it's, it's always supply and demand. But uh, I think one thing about this sport of tractor pulling, or at least... 
truck pulling, I should say, is uh, is how much of that technology, I believe, makes its way back into the trucks you drive on the street. Now, obviously, EGR, DPF, stuff like that, that's not coming from the pulling world. But just for the longest time, diesel trucks were big, heavy, and slow. And then you saw the demand that, hey, you know what, we're kind of pulling with these things now, and we want to make some horsepower. And I really do feel it was kind of all, if you look at the time of it, when truck pulling really exploded and when, you know, from the factory horsepower gains were starting to come out, it's all kind of related. And I, and I do think those go hand in hand that suddenly diesel trucks were no longer just something to pull a trailer around with. They were seen as a potential thing to make horsepower and guys were playing with them. So then you go from there to where... They were starting out and they were throwing these turbos off semis on these little pickups just yeah. to try and go down the track. And and then ATS had the Aurora Series chargers. And I guess from what I understand, because this is kind of before my time, but uh, I guess the Aurora Series chargers were, were just chargers off of like diesel generators. <laughs> That's kind of what I've heard from around the industry. And, and I might be wrong. You can yell at me on Facebook. I don't care. But it's just, you know, the, the industry flared up. To make horsepower out of these trucks, and it seems like Ford, GM, and Dodge all responded. ATX was on the forefront. Banks, I mean... Banks was right there. Banks' performance, they've kind of fallen... I won't say out of grace, but they've kind of gotten outperformed. A lot of the big ones have. You know, they've gotten outperformed by the newer equipment out there. I mean, Precision, Heart, you know, if you want to get into a competition turbo, they are right there. And now they're getting them turbos out there for the truck classes. And um, but think about it for the longest time, you had a 6'2 GM. What you want to do to wake it up? You went and bought a bank sidewinder kit yep. for it. Yep, and but, you know, that was top of line. Then Bully Dog came along, and Bully Dog for the longest time was right there on top until you know other guys surpassed him. You know, ED, you know, you, you can go through yep. the whole alphabet out there, everybody's got their own little niche, yeah. And then also, ultimately, um, going to like an EFI, a computer-based tuning technology, really freed it up because you no longer had to stick with, you know, a Banks sold you a hold kit. So you've got, you had your your, your bigger intercooler and your charger and, and a tuner that you would put on the truck and it all worked together. Now with EFI and its unlimited variability, you can really, you can pick and choose which supplier, you know, I want to run a charger from these people and, and this intercooler and these injectors and this pump and with that variable tuning, you can make it all work together. That was something that back in the day you couldn't do. What kills me with that stuff is the trans safe tunes. <laughs> yeah. You know what that's, I'm saying? Is you're the putting all these performance. But you're they're they're able to still pull power out of the the out of the motor at critical points throughout, you know, the sequences going on where they know, okay, hey, there's a soft spot right here, 3,500 yeah. RPM for a Bang's third gear. You know, yeah, it's a cheap way out, but it's something that, let's face it, five years ago was not even attainable. Uh, you're right, and you're right. But uh, I don't know. I still think the word trans safe tunes is just a joke. To me, you know what? <laughs> it's like the guys who want to run nitrous on their cars. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. Oh, come on. We need a rant. No, no. We need no. a rant. Bring it. No, no. Because it's it's a very popular thing to do. You know, funny gas. And, and uh, you know, as far as the gas world goes, I'm not connected in that. I'm not going to pretend I am. But as far as the diesel world goes, I've always been impressed by fuel numbers. A fuel number is a true number. That's what that truck can do. 
if you you start talking, oh, I'm going to put the laughing gas to it, and it's, well, how much gas do you want to give it? You know, at, at that point, it's... When you can walk in, buy a kit that says this is an instant 200 horsepower, yeah. and all you had to do is put a nozzle and hook a tank and a solenoid to it, that's a cheap and easy way out. And you know what? That's part of the reason I love the sport of truck and tractor pulling is there is no compressed fuels allowed. I wanna, no compressed oxygenator allowed. The 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 forerunner, I guess to me, and as far as diesel truck progression, the forerunner to nitrous was just turbochargers. Because yeah, you know before before there was artificial really, aspiration, right? And before there was uh, organized classes, it was just who could fit the biggest charger on their truck and make it spin. And uh, I love watching. I love watching the transition when when guys who are maybe drag guys or something, and they make awesome horsepower numbers. And they're like, oh, man, my truck makes all this power. I'm going to beat everybody up. You put them on a truck pull track, and they can't do anything. They can't spin that charger. They can't put the power. Because it's, you know, it's it's the thing. It's it's a fake number to me. A big charger with anybody no Anybody can make horsepower. Right. Real men make torque. Yeah. And, you know, I can go out, and I could throw a 84-millimeter charger on my truck, too, and I'll make all kinds of power, but... You know, you put that thing to load, and it, it ain't going to happen. You can't keep it lit. You probably couldn't even light it. I look at it this way, and uh, to me, laughing gas has always been the easy way out. You know what I'm saying? Is It doesn't cost you jack shit. The hydrazine of the drag world. Exactly. Well, hydrazine is... Yeah. Hydrazine was the drag world, too. Exactly. <laughs> We don't talk about H. <laughs> no, not redlined. We will get into H because right. that is a really, really cool topic. That is a but, very cool story. But yeah, we'll save that. Yeah, but no. It, to me, the, the saying's always been: "There's no replacement for displacement." Correct. And until turbochargers came along, even still, that's why there's cube limits. <laughs> there's cube limits. <laughs> you know, I mean, turbocharger's been around for years, but. If you can build the base, if you won't really want to run nitrous, all I ask out of anybody is put the effort in and build the bottom end first. Yep. So that way you know it'll take it. Yep. And guess what? By, probably by building that bottom end, getting a good short block, you probably aren't going to need it because you're going to achieve them horsepower numbers more reliably. Yep. I've just, I've always been a fuel guy. It's, it's Absolutely. It's a true number. Don't get me wrong, there was a minute I was fascinated by propane injection because it's yeah, that had something its different. It you had know? its minute until people realized it dried out cylinders and wasn't good for the system Same in Same thing that... Yeah, we all know. Nitrous well, does. Right. What was the other thing I was going to just touch on right there? I forgot. Do we need to take a break so you can... Uh... No, no, I'm good. Are you sure? Because we got a half hour to fill yet and we have no idea. You mentioned propane injection... What was the other thing I wanted to do? I don't know. Well, with that, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. See ya! Have you ever been waiting in the staging lanes to pull and had that rumbling in your stomach? Find you parked too far from the port of johns in the pits? Going down the road and can't quite make it? Well, thanks to Pedal to Metal, it's no longer an issue. Our newest design for pullers from Pedal to the Metal, the new port stool slash pulling hitch combo, We'll be there for you. Made a two-inch solid stock. Easily the strongest, more, most sturdy portastool on the market. Able to handle them huge behinds. Fully adjustable with over 18 inches of adjustment. 
in half-inch increments just by removing two pins. Makes hitch height changes quick and easy, allowing you to change height for class or for the most comfort for personal use. Seat and hitches are available in whatever color you desire, so you can customize to your vehicle. Just another way, Pedal of the Metal is making pulling life easier. This is Kitty from the Itty Bitty Titty Committee. All right, and we're back with Sidetracked with Armstead and Cross. And you know what? We were so hard up and desperate for material. We had to call that Nathan Drob host guy up and see what's going on. He made his glorious debut in Burville with uh, his 2.5 truck that's been long anticipated and much talked about. And what's he going to do? Well, we'll get to that in a moment. So how you doing, Drob? Oh, not too bad. Just uh, unloaded off the trailer and uh, backed it in the barn and just uh, wiping the tears. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we get into too much of the sob story, why don't we delve into uh, your first hook there in Burville and, and how everything went for you and how it felt to finally be back behind the wheel. Yeah, it was a great experience. As you know, Carl, myself, and Andrew ran the three-day event, so it was probably not the best time to try and – uh, do a two-week thrash to, you know, put the engine in, transmission, transfer case, clutches, uh, get it working, weld up the suspension, and then, you know, try and kick off the three-day event as uh, kind of the uh, the vice president, I guess, of the show with Carl leading. So that was probably not the best plan. But No, you, you did just fine, ready, Nathan. So. Don't you worry. You're a pretty little head. We got and the track you know together. What? We understand you were in a time crunch. It's not like you had all winter to get this stuff done. <laughs> you were in a really, really critical uh, short period of time to get it done. Hey, I remember I told you on the phone, I said, get your truck ready. I'll get the track ready. Yeah, I do remember that. And that uh, I thank Carl for that and everybody else that helped me. There's a lot of motivation uh, behind getting the truck done. And uh, very happy to come out. Obviously, the results haven't been as good as I wanted, but I'm honestly, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to be back out. I got the, uh, the passion, the fire burning, I guess, as most people would say. And you know, as Carl and Andrew, once you get pulling, it gets back in the blood, and it's, it's tough to get out. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, you, you were bit for the second time now, and uh, you know what? And coming out your first hook there in Burville, it was not a bad pass by any means, and. I mean, for your first pass on the truck, definitely a very respectable pass. I mean, you were right up there in the top. Would you end up fourth? Yeah, I think I ended up fourth or fifth. Um, and there was know, 12 trucks in the class? Yeah, 12 trucks in the class. Great turnout. Um, you know, truck de definitely making some 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 good power. It's just going from, you know, where we were, we'll say, in the, the 1,300 horsepower range back down somewhere in the – We'll call it maybe high nines. Haven't had a chance to dyno the truck. But no, and just trying to figure out, you know, gear ratios and tire sizes and gears in the transmission and how to leave is it's it's a whole new learning curve. For right. Me. So uh, let's let's throw this into perspective for the for the listeners real quick. That back in the day when when you kind of stepped away from the sport and sold your old truck, you had one of the strongest two point eight trucks around, and that was a thirteen hundred horsepower truck and. Uh, and you had that thing dialed in, so to step back from that and take a few years off, and now all of a sudden you're jumping back into a lower horsepower truck, and it was your first hook. Just to say that you ended up fifth in the class, that's 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 very good, very good. And I, my hat's off to you, Nate. 
Yeah, it is, it's a little tough. I mean, you go out there the first time I let the clutch out, I, I'm not going to say it was as cool as it used to be. Didn't feel quite as on the ragged edge. Yeah, you're expecting, you know, mud to fly and RPMs to climb and, you know, stuff to start shaking around and smoke to be going everywhere. And it was a little less than that, but nevertheless, it was, it's it's fun to get out there. It's still a, a great class. Um, I think it's going to grow over the next couple of years. And, uh, it's it, you know, everybody, the good thing about that class is, you know, Carl pulled in that class is everybody, the last three, four hooks that I've been to, you know, there's really only about a 15-foot, on a good track, good sled, about a 15-foot differential between the last guy and the first guy, which is something we haven't seen in a while and I think is really good for the class. I mean, you look across, you know, whether it's Super Farm or Super Stock or, you know, even some of the Super Mod four-wheel drives, a lot of the classes that seem to grow are the ones that, you know, you can have a set of rules where guys at the end and the guys at the beginning – you know, look like they're in the same class and they can all compete and on given nights can swap spots. And I think that that has a lot to do with, you know, we talk about how to grow pulling and, you know, how do you, you know, how do you keep classes? How do you get classes? How do you get people pulling? I think that that's really one way to do it. I mean, I don't know what your guys' opinion of, you know, the classes this year versus the one in the past, but that's kind of my perspective, you know, looking out, the last couple of years and being in this year, I see that as a major difference. And I see that in a lot of classes that thrive, you know, whether it's the 10 farm or we were up in uh, Carroll last night and they had, I believe four or five light limiteds, which was a nice surprise. And, you know, like I say, a real good class and you get a couple guys that are out there, but I see that class as another one, you know, regionally where it's, it's anybody's game any night. And I think that's, I think it's positive for, for the classes. No, I do think that is, uh, well, at least for, I mean, if you're just the spectator who goes to your local pole and you see those tractors one time, you know, it don't matter who ends up where. But when you're someone who follows the sport and you see the the back and forth, you know, this weekend so-and-so wins it and the next weekend another guy wins it, it really does bring a level of excitement, kind of like uh, NASCAR when you're following the points chase. And, and that's exactly what you get in tractor pulling. There is a points chase, and, and there's guys who are giving it their all, and, spending late nights in the barn to have it ready so that they don't miss a hook and they don't miss out on the points because everyone's chasing to be on top at the end of the year. Yep. And I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, you know, with that, um, last night, uh, you guys, I know Andrew, you had the, the night off. I seen Charles out there taking pictures, but, uh, um, yeah, I had to take a break. Joe, <laughs> Joe Bader, uh, put i think one and a half feet on rocky rocky's got the legal turbo yep um you know he was a foot and a half back i think where was it they were two nights ago where were you standish. guys we were up in standish uh saturday night yeah. yeah there you go standish so i believe it was within a couple feet there of the you know the top three guys so continuing to be a, yeah it was within a, five a feet up there and the turbo literally was only in the truck maybe 14 to 18 hours at that point in time so rocky hadn't even got a chance to try to learn the new driving style with that new turbo yep and i'm sure he'll be he'll be back up there and joe's gonna have to do his best to fight him off from what i looked like the other night so um like i say good class and uh yeah, back to the story. Uh, last night, um, 
thought I was having problems maybe with gear ratio and maybe having too much and not enough power. So um, put a little bit smaller tire on the truck yesterday, added, you know, four or five degrees of timing, got out of the comfort zone, added some, some fuel, bigger delivery valves, um, turned the boost up a little, put a little hotter fuel in there. And I don't know if, you know, it was a lingering problem, but went out last night, was was really had a good pass, got about mid-track, um, you know, felt the sled hit or felt the pan hit, pushed the truck forward, and as soon as it did that and loaded up the suspension, the truck just died again, similar to what happened in Burville, except I was only about a half mile and off the, uh, the you know, the mile per hour for the leader and uh, got back let the truck cool down, went to put it on the trailer, and uh, crank seal was leaking, which is pretty uncommon, leaking oil pretty bad. And then looked at the uh, breather tube and the valve cover, and it was just just, just huffing oil and blow-by and smoke. And so uh, put, put it back on the trailer for the night. Didn't Don't know if it's, uh, you know, if I got a ring that failed, a ring that cracked. I don't think it's a piston Tried to pull it off the trailer tonight when I got home from work. Turned the key and uh, took a little bit to get it started. So it sounds like I'm a little down on compression. So pull the back in the barn, pull the cap off. Definitely sounds like I got a blown head gasket. Probably, you know, <clears throat> hoping, hoping it's only a head gasket and, uh, you know, pushing pressure from one cylinder to another, back driving through the valves, and maybe that's where I'm getting my blow by. So not, not, the, not the luck I was hoping for this year. Uh, it's not like you're unfamiliar with having to wrench hard to get back out for another pull. Kind of gives you yeah, a good you throwback day as you're running around with Snickle. Oh, yeah. Well, I think the issue is, is my wife says, do we, do we only get 900 feet out of the last motor that we built? And I'm like, nah, I think we used to get a little more than 900 feet. <laughs> well, I, I saw her, something yeah, about her having to get a sugar mama job for you. I said, you at least got to count, you know, putting it on the trailer from the barn to the trailer and from the trailer to the pit. So I'm sure it was a little farther than 900 feet, but give me a little more credit. So um, still in good spirits. We'll see what happens. We're going to pull her apart tomorrow night, and maybe it's a head gasket. Maybe we can put her back together and go to Fowlerville on uh, Friday. Um, that's the goal. We'll see what happens. Yeah, well, I know you are, uh, you're no stranger to pushing hard with the wrenches to be there on time. I, uh, I remember you telling me stories about being up in Boyne City in the parking lot of a Walmart, swapping turbos or swapping clutches and, and just doing whatever it took to be at the show the next night. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not just me. It's every puller, you know. When, when I brought this thing out, you know, I said, oh, I'm going to step down to the 2.5 class and hoping you, know, you can kind of just – turn the key at the beginning of the season and change oil a couple times and if something happens it happens and you know i'm not going to kill myself and the first time you have a problem you know or you lose every single night i think the first week we were up to about three in the morning just trying to you know weld this change this change the suspension add timing add fuel so it's just something that gets in your blood and there's something that uh, every puller will tell you when you when you got something in your head and whether you think it gets your feet or three feet we're all pretty dedicated to getting that done yeah see now don't go changing everything all at once i know uh that's one lesson i've learned is is change one thing at a time and see what happens for you yeah it's easier said than done eh, yeah yeah well i I also know 
you know, you and you and your polling background, when things don't go right, you've at least got an idea what you need to be heading in the direction. But uh, so I'm sure you're making moves in the right direction right now. Yeah, I just uh, had to give my boss a, a warning at work. I'm pretty not gonna, I'm not going to be worth much for a week. So he, uh, <laughs> that was me for I the said, three day. I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be at work in spirit, but maybe not getting a whole lot done. <laughs> oh, what else is new? Oh, you'll be there in physical presence. Yeah, he he didn't seem to think. I, you know, I told him that it didn't seem like uh, he was caught off guard all that much. It seems like maybe the other two hundred and eighty days you're there, he, maybe I'm not doing much different. You're just <laughs> realizing this. <laughs> I'm sure it's the opposite. He said you work your butt off enough, he can give you a little free time. Yeah, exactly. So you know what, Rob? What we gotta we gotta make sure you get some name drops in here because you got some guys who busted their ass oh, to help yeah. you get out. And I, I think you got to make sure you get some name drops done. Yeah, I got. There's a you know, like I said, I hate doing this because th- there's, there's you're always so going to forget people, people that, but that help, whether it's it's on the phone dropping parts. So I mean, I, you know, it, it 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 almost chokes you up a little bit when you know you, you do something like this. And Carl, I mean, you'll testify. It's like you know whether it was Carl saying, "Hey, get your truck done," or you know, calling up Ed Shoebridge and saying, Hey Ed, I need some oil. And he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm just over here. I'll drive all the way out to your house and I'll personally drop off the oil. And, you know, you need me to change it for you. And, you know, I got, uh, my neighbor, Jason, who, you know, anything I needed pick up from work, uh, John Dury, big help. I mean, he probably put in 40, 50 hours in the barn. Yeah. And then he went, week, you know, he trailed your truck to the show. Going to CCI at eight o'clock in the morning, getting parts and, you know, I just, I hate doing it. You know, uh, Slim, Slim, uh, Chris Curl, most of you guys know him. Another guy, Joe, uh, K-Pack Joe, a lot of guys, you know, just calling you just out of the blue. Hey, is there anything I can do? Drop off parts, drop off weights, you know, paint this. It's just amazing the amount of people that come together and help you on projects like this. And I don't think you get that within, you know, a lot of other things where, you know, whether it's a, you know, I've been in other motorsports like drag racing. It's kind of, you know, a lot of those guys are hush hush and don't want to help. Where I think pullers are a lot different. I just would like to thank my wife and everybody else who, you know, when you do a project, gets behind you and you know, donates their time, all for free. They don't want anything in return. It just makes you feel real good inside. So, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't like to thank people because I feel like I leave some people out and I don't want to offend anybody if they, they helped and you know don't give them credit and i'm sure there's a lot more so but definitely want to give it all those guys and if you did help and i forgot you i apologize it's just it's it's a great feeling it really is that is one of the best things about the port of uh the sport of polling and it's something i've mentioned on on this podcast before that uh the feeling when you're at a truck and tractor pole is it's family and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there's so many classes and and so many different you know trucks and tractors you're not always competitors a lot of you are there every weekend just as as pullers you're not competing against each other but even the people in your own class you're i mean in the sport of pulling even the people you're butting up against every weekend you feel more like friends than competitors more you're not enemies well let's be honest some people are but (laughs) yeah yeah, you always get that for sure you'll get the enemies i'm sure everywhere but you know what i like is it's the guys that you can drink a beer with, and then as soon as you put that helmet on, right, you are – not that you're no longer friends, but like you said, Carl, you become a competitor, right? 
they want you to do well, just not better than them. Or I want everybody to do well, just not better than me, right? Because I want competition with yeah. everybody there to win. So, I want everybody um, to go out there and put on the best show and performance they can. But you're right. At the end of the day, when I've got my helmet on, I want to do better than you. But I will never wish ill on anybody. No. And uh, like I say, it's just, even just, you know, those are the people that helped. And it's just amazing when, you know, you go, when I went to the poll and how many people came up and, you know, glad to see you back. And, you know, people post videos. And, you know, I think my phone, I think I got, the day after Burville, I think I must have got 30 texts that, you know, just, hey, awesome, seeing your video. How you doing? Where's the next poll? And these are people you haven't talked to in two or three years that, you know, it just are interested in what you're doing. It really, it makes it worth it. You know, it makes it worth the sacrifice. And, you know, you know, when you, when you step away, you know, I don't think I ever really stepped away a hundred percent. It's like, say it's something in my blood, but no. it's just really nice. To you were always in the background. The he, he's some sort of celebrity. Himself. Here's what he's trying to say. <laughs> I don't get that ever. It's, Oh, what? you're back again. What so <laughs> well, we would have to leave and quit bugging people for a moment for them to miss you. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said I missed them. I don't know if I said anybody missed me. <laughs> oh, well, we'll let you uh, go uh, sob in your oatmeal or whatever you're eating. I know you're on a low budget now trying to get parts bought and <laughs> get yeah. back to your wrenches. I know. I'm not, it's getting it's getting so bad over here where the, the, the show pigs might not make it to Armada. Oh, oh man. man! I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that. Hey, quick update on the farm. Have we had any chickens lost? No, no, we're 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 all good. Haven't had anything, which is even better. All right, so, so all is um, good on the Drob Funny Farm. Oh yeah, all is good on the Drob Funny Farm. All right, <laughs> glad to hear it. All right, we buddy. Well, some- thanks for uh, calling in tonight and filling this little bit of uh, time we had to get filled. So I know we'll look forward to seeing you back on the show soon. Actually, we got something kind of, kind of stirring the pot for after the season. Uh, we got a big, uh, I got a big show planned, so and you'll be part of it. So there's no skating out of it this time. I'm sure you guys, uh, I'm sure you guys have talked about where is Charles again tonight. Uh, we already talked. We, we got him some idol and uh, pointed him the proper direction to Tampax. So, is this true? You got the drop in. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Well, now we've played it for the second, second time. Second time. We made sure we got that in right away. <laughs> yes, I'm, just, I'm sure. I was just thinking, like, I know I'm not a paid, uh, you know, uh, spokesman for sidetracks yet, but I didn't see in the contracts we went over, I didn't see this many vacation days listed on the show. I so didn't I'm, either. Have you, Nick? <laughs> What's I a vacation like day? I more than Charles has. Right? I think he's on what day five now. I mean, if he wants a part time position, I'm sure we can fill a full time slot. It's gonna end, it's gonna end up like Drew and Mike, where uh, Drew is full time and Mike and Mike is just two. Right. Times. I took one day yeah. off and then I go, hey, listen, I still might come in, and then I'm getting all kinds of shit because I I didn't show up. It's like, listen, guys, the guy sitting across from Drob right now is the one who's been <laughs> had all the time off. Yeah, I don't want to hear it from any of you. <laughs> hey, hey, Nick! Nick's the only guy that's a hundred percent Never missed an episode because <laughs> they don't happen without him. No, we have canceled episodes because we've all been burned out, though. <laughs> Hold on here! Hold on here! Cheers, Nick! Cheers, Nick! 
All right. I'm sure Drob's drinking beer, right? Yeah. Tip it up, Nate. I'm not drinking beer. I can honestly tell you that. What? What? I'm so Th- that's against down. the rules. Didn't didn't you? Know that's that? right. He doesn't drink beer. He drinks water. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I suppose he's off the hook. I'm gonna call that, your wife right a, now and tell her to bring even, you a beer. That's even, a, even a rule from a satellite location. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That pertains is. to anybody coming over these airwaves. All right. Well, even I'll, if they're uh, in Utah. <laughs> I'll head downstairs. I'll head downstairs and uh, have one for you guys. How's that? All right. All right. Sounds good, Nate. We'll, you we'll, take we'll let care you out for the warning uh, this time. Let's see. Uh, I don't got anything going tomorrow night. Maybe I'll show up at the Funny Fireman. I'll uh, give you a hand wrenching. Got it. We'll be here. All right. Thank you, sir. Nathan Drob. Uh, yeah, that guy on again. So uh, <laughs> glad to have him here uh, with us on uh, Sidetracked. That's all I got for the show, Carl. You got something else? No, uh, just... You know, if I've got a minute of airtime here, I'd just like to thank all the uh, spectators and participants that came out to Burvell. Can't make the show happen without any of them. I mean, you got to have the crowd there to uh, to pay the money at the gate to watch the show, and, and you got to have the guys that come in the pit entrance to put the show on. So thanks to everybody who came out to be part of that, and uh, even some of the spectators who ended up in the show that didn't even plan on it. Um, a, a bit of our uh, truck tug-of-wars and, and burnout contest Really is spawned directly from the crowd. There's no registration or nothing. You can uh, you can kind of just drive your truck in the pits and you sign up, and next thing you know, you're on the track. So thanks everybody who came out and uh, helped put us on a show. Uh, all that money is going to go right back to the local community, and and I couldn't be uh, more grateful for you. Absolutely. And you want to catch up with the sidetrack crew this weekend, Friday night, Fowlerville. I will be there on the microphone announcing once again because they can't find somebody with a better voice, which is a really, really pathetic situation. I do have one more thing. Yeah? If anybody has a stock differential for an (laughs) 11.5 AAM rear end, please get a hold of me. Yep, message us, (laughs) sidetracked, I'm sitting post. We got to get Carl back up and running, even just for one pass. <laughs> I, uh, I may have misplaced the stock differential to my pickup. I don't know where it's at anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost a lot of things. I don't think I've ever lost a differential. Yeah, well, when you don't need it for a year, and then suddenly you need it, and you're not quite sure where it ended up, <laughs> especially when you got two barns to hide it in. Or maybe it's in one of the houses. It could be in one of the houses. I know it ain't in the one. That one's empty, but. It could be in my camper, too. Hell, I don't know. No, we know that thing's been searched. Yeah. <laughs> that's a story for... Oh, maybe we should tell No, that's no. a story that will that's go story uh, down in infamy. So, uh, but no, Fowlerville this Friday night, I do believe 7 o'clock showtime for the Thumb Tractor Pulling Association's next stop on their tour. And then Saturday, guys, I'm going to go have fun. Tom Hartzlew came on with us. Uh, he invited us out to an event out at Auto City Raceway in uh, Clio, Michigan, just northeast of Flint. Event got rained out. Well, t- this Saturday's a rain date, so I made sure I didn't take on any pulls, anything. I'm going out to watch some sprint car racing, so looking forward to that. So Then Monday night, St. John's, I do believe, is the next stop on the TTPA Tour. Not TTPA, but MTTP. 
Let me pull up the calendar to make sure. So, uh, ah, you'll probably see Tony Burkhardt out there. Yeah, I saw Tony up in uh, Mount Pleasant, but yeah, St. John's seven o'clock start as uh, we get rolling into the month of August already. Can you believe that? No, we're down to the final month of pulling. I have way too many things to do yet this summer, and my summer is almost gone. Story of my life. So, mm-hmm. with that, Meyer, you got anything you want to put in? I'm good tonight. You are just always so full of. I, I know I'm just such a chatterbox and it's so never hard to stop shut you talking. Up. <laughs> My God, do you ever stop talking? Hey, I know what you can play. We haven't heard it tonight on oh, air. Jesus, because you know what I do, right? It's the only person here. Oh, jeez, we yeah. missed that one. That's yeah. the one thing I'm good at. Carl, that kills people. <laughs> well, I kill people and I eat hands. That's two things for sure. <laughs> well, when you have a craving for hands. <laughs> you know, it, it, that'll happen. My tummy had the rumblies that only hands would satisfy. <laughs> and for those of you who don't understand <laughs> that, you need to look up llamas in hats on YouTube. If you have kids, it's not quite kid friendly no. but definitely worth la- watching at least the first three after that they kind of go downhill but the first yeah. three are pretty damn good yeah the cruise ship one i lost it uh, that was the second one that one wasn't bad i didn't like that one yeah, yeah well, whatever <laughs> so uh no lots coming up make sure you stay tuned to us on our facebook page sidetracked with armstead and potion you know i do have to give a little highlight about next week's episode as far as you better tune in, because this is one of the biggest names we've ever had on. Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. And we are going to a legend. And we're going to get the answer to some questions we've had, especially starting around Facebook lately. So uh, make sure you tune into that. My name's Armstead. My name is Cross. My name is Meyer. Good night. See you. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.